0: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Each year, there's a competition called Songs for Social Change, sponsored by RAWA, the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association. And this past year, the winner was Alistair Mook, today's Song of the Soul guest. I contacted him to get a more complete sharing of his music on my show, and he made a very moving counterproposal that he share this hour as co-guest with another Songs for Social Change finalist, Anita Isola, in an effort to balance the structural racism of of our society. This touched me, inspired me to get to know Alistair all the more, but I also first did a full Song of the Soul interview with Anita Isola, which you'll find on Nordenspiritradio.org, along with a full-length, uncut version of today's visit with Alistair Mook. The combination of Alistair's insightful thoughts, his clever, quirky, John Prine-ish or Arlo Guthrie-ish lyrics and music, all of this means that we talked well beyond 55 minutes. So check out the full-length version and the bonus excerpts on northernspiritradio.org. Big thanks to Andrew Jansen for production help on today's show. And let's head now to Pennsylvania via Zoom for a fun and deep visit with Alistair Mook. Alistair, I've been immersing myself in your music recently, and I'm so happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. How much are you getting out performing these days? We've got this brief respite between viral episodes.
1: Yeah, I know. We're in the weird world, aren't we? We had several gigs over the summer. I know talking to other musicians, too, we're all feeling this kind of it feels a little out of body getting back to setting up sound and remembering how to interact with a live audience. And now it feels like it's probably going away again, or at least a fair amount of it, especially for those of us who do stuff with kids. You know, that part of the work seems like it's going to get harder again before it gets easier.
0: You know, I looked at your history and, you know, you started out dealing with grownups mainly And then, you know, your twins are born and you got heavily into the family type music and the kids are far enough along that that doesn't have to be your focus anymore. What's the mix for you currently, kids-oriented versus grown-ups?
1: Well, it's an ever-evolving group. I still do both. I kind of think of myself as having three hats, you know, a performer for adults, performer for families, which is really what that is, not kids but whole families. And then the third hat is education. And I spend probably more time or in a non-pandemic year anyway, I spend more time doing that third one than anything else, which is doing programs in schools from younger elementary all the way up through high school. And these are kind of history programs on social justice, racial justice, and its intersection with music. And that's something I started doing probably seven or eight years ago, a little bit after I got into family music. And it's become a big part of what I do now.
0: So do you actually get involved in schools? Do they have you in? They said, here's, I don't know, music and lecture. I don't know what you do.
1: You know, I think it's different in different parts of the country that how sort of common it is, but here in the Boston area where I grew up outside of New York, having sort of outside enrichment programs, bringing people in to do music, storytelling, that kind of stuff. There's a pretty strong tradition of that. So that's a lot of what I do in the Northeast, especially as I go in and I do assembly programs for kids. And I've I've done them all around the country, but, you know, it's interesting Doing social justice history you know i 'm in public schools all the time, so i don 't come in with a truckload of personal opinions. It would be inappropriate to the situation. and I try to delve in facts <laughs> with with kids, but in our country, facts have become so politicized that I think there 's a lot of parts of the country where what I do would not be welcome it 's interesting that you know we 've got caught up recently this whole ridiculous conversation over critical race theory. it certainly touches on part of what I do with my work with kids. And we can talk later, my friend Reggie Harris and I have a program called Race and Song, where we talk about what it is to inhabit our skins and live in America And I'm sure that would be thrown into critical race theory in so many areas. But what we're talking about is personal and historical facts. It really shouldn't be controversial.
0: (laughs) Facts should not be controversial. I wanted to tune into your music. So why don't you get us started with the song? What would you like to share first for Song of Soul?
1: Maybe given what we were just talking about, I'll start with a more adult version of a political song that I wrote. This is an example of a song that I wouldn't bring. (laughs) <laughs> to a school, because it is, you know. Well, there's facts in there, but it's very much my personal opinion. This is a song I wrote when in 2016, leading up to that election. It's called "Make It Great."
0: Obviously, this refers to certain MAGA hats that became ubiquitous and perspective on that. It does, but it also refers to a long history of... Yeah, it's got the history in there, too. It actually struck me that it touches on some of the things that most of us love to embrace about our country, about our history, about our... And then it says, yeah, and there's this dirty underside, too. Wow. So you do it really well. Let's dive into Alistair Mook's song, Make It Great.
2: Love it or leave it, it's us against them. We're gonna make it great once again. This once was the land of the free and the brave We all had it good here Except for the slaves When we came here this country Was pure and pristine The skies were all blue And the trees were all green We fought for the rights of the nation we'd built And all here rejoiced, except the natives we killed And then we built cities, and roads and great ports Protected by brave men, aloft in great forts And then came the railroads that stretched to the seas We all had it good, unless you were Chinese Then Abraham Lincoln, the guy with the beard Said no more to slavery, so that disappeared And that was the end of race problems We know black people were equal Except for Jim Crow Now the late 1800s were elegant, grand Victorian houses and trust in the land the right to your income and vote you possessed for all of us here barring those who had breasts Then depression and war kinda soured some years but we all pulled together and got back in years Freedom secured in the home of the champs, offer not valid. Things really improved The GI Bill and your mortgage approved Employment was high and the future was bright For everyone, all of us, if you were white And that's what we mean by be great again Let's get ourselves back to where we were when Freedom, prosperity, peace all prevailed For the Caucasian, Christian, straight, middle class male Love it or leave it, it's us against them we're gonna make it great once again this once was the home of the brave and the free the world's greatest nation if you looked like me
0: i hope you all appreciated that song by alistair mook as much as i did as i do it's called Make It Great, and he released that back in 2007 on his self-titled CD, which I found really interesting, by the way, Alistair. I think that was maybe your 10th CD, and there's 11th since then, but it's the first one that's self-titled. Did you finally fully embrace your name uh, <laughs> with, with the last name like M-O-O-C-K, MOOC, and, and you, you do great puns on it, by the way. Self-titled at 10. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's
1: unusual to have a self-titled album. Well, unfortunately, probably more than halfway through your career. But yeah, you know, that whole album for me was about kind of paring everything down. I tried to attack each song with as sharp a knife as I could and take out any extra fat. And when I did that with the title, that's all I had left was <laughs> I have something else to say. It's just me. It's
0: me. Um, so, tell me about your connection with music. Did you go to college, and if you did, were you majoring in music, or did you major in history so that 's why you do all these history and music and activism programs, or maybe you were political science? What did you do?
1: I did none of those things, actually. I did go to college, didn't major in music. I ended up majoring in economics. I went to Williams College. It's in, in Northwest Massachusetts. And my parents both made their lives in the world of development policy and education stuff. They had both done Peace Corps. My dad did a similar program called Teachers for East Africa in the 60s. And then that work became their life's work. They had lived in Kenya until... Just before I was born and growing up, I got to travel with them around the world to, you know, not the typical places that American kids go to throughout Africa and Asia. And I very much intended to follow in their footsteps. And so at school, I didn't have much interest in economics specifically, but Williams College happened to have a really strong development economics program. So, I got involved in that in order to focus on developing countries, for lack of a better word, and went to Zimbabwe to study my junior year, brought my guitar, and realized that I wasn't cut out for that work or any kind of office life. (laughs) (laughs) I had played cello as a kid, so I got involved in music, but I didn't start playing guitar until the very end of high school. And so college for me was where I developed this lust for writing songs and i was already a big fan of a lot of singer songwriters had discovered john prine in high school had discovered taj mahal and you know obsessed about these folks and i was a woody guthrie a weird anachronistic woody guthrie acolyte from a young age and you know i wanted to do what these people did
0: well let's have some more of your music Uh, listeners for song of the soul they're chomping at the bit what do they get to bite down on
1: how about another song from that same self-titled album? It's called Hallelujah, I Ain't Dead.
0: Hallelujah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good news. Yeah. I don't think we need to do any more intro. The question is, did you actually die or get close?
1: Oh, but I love writing about death. And it's, it's the one thing with kids. I've found that you can write about almost anything. And I think you can write about death, but you'd have to approach it in a very specific way. And I love writing about death. And even playing with death, because I think it gives us perspective. So, yeah, it's a theme that has come out a lot in my adult music.
0: (laughs) So, an uplifting song from Alistair Mook. It's called Hallelujah, I Ain't Dead.
2: I made it up this morning. Hallelujah, if I leave my bed. Hallelujah, Lord, if you hear me call. Hallelujah, I ain't dead. Hallelujah, if I feel the sunshine. Hallelujah, if it warms my skin. Hallelujah, if I'm feeling half fine. It's a miracle the shape I'm in. Yeah. coffee. Hallelujah if I write two lines. Hallelujah if I ain't too off-key. Hallelujah if the two lines rhyme. Hallelujah for my toes and fingers. Hallelujah for my big old feet. Hallelujah for the time, a rhythm, and a roll. Lord, help a white man keep the beat. Oh. Lord, I'm in my forties, hallelujah, Lord, I'm middle-aged, hallelujah, if I found my car keys and made it up here on this stage, hallelujah, for one more evening, hallelujah, for another night, hallelujah, if my heart's still beating in the morning, Lord, praise the light, yeah. Up this morning hallelujah if i leave my bed hallelujah lord if you hear me call hallelujah
0: i ain't dead alistair mook is here with us today for song of the soul that's his song hallelujah i ain't dead when you want to track him down you go to mook Music. Dot com And Mook is M-O-O-C-K. I gravitate to your name, by the way, Alistair, because I am from Wisconsin. So Moo fits in really well here. There are more cows than there are people. So Mookmusic.com. The link's on northernspiritradio.org. And that song, Hallelujah, I Ain't Dead it's really interesting that you say you like to talk to kids to it 's a rounded out perspective that we do lack in this country too often it 's like we pretend that dying doesn't happen or that there's not a full progression of life. Put old people away in an old folks' home, etc whereas you know just a hundred years ago it was typical for three generations of people live together and it's not unusual to be the kid who finds your dead grandfather in bed you know that's that was just a different world and so we have to supplement that to some degree to keep a holistic view of life
1: i do think it's really important to talk with kids about death and i made an album we didn't choose any songs from this album today but we can talk about it that one of my kids had leukemia at the age of five. And we started writing songs together in the hospital that became part of an album called Singing Our Way Through Songs for the World's Bravest Kids. And, you know, that was subject matter that I would never have known how to approach before having a kid with an illness. I should say that she is doing great. She's 14 and a half. And thankfully, that is all very much in the rearview mirror for us. But Musically, it opened up for me a lot of possibilities, how you can approach writing for kids, that you can take on stuff that may seemingly sound like, how can you write songs about disease for kids? And, you know, it unlocked a lot for me. There are some very serious songs on that album, but there's a lot of very playful songs too. And I think one of the things that I learned is that you can write about really anything with kids is you need to find an entry point. And obviously, you need to be able to write in a way that kids can relate to. You have to shift your perspective. It's always been really important to me to be able to write in a kind of multi layered way that speaks to parents and older kids as well as younger kids. But finding that that entry point, I think, is the key. And it ended up informing all of my writing because I now look at all writing that way is, you know, take a song like Make It Great. Like those of us who are politically active and care about our country want to write about this tyrant, right? But it's a very difficult subject to get into. And I have found that songs with his name in it, it makes the song smaller. It sort of sucks you into his aura. I thought a lot about how to write a song like that in a way that didn't make it all about him, which is ultimately the goal, right? Mm -hmm. How do you broaden that subject? For me, humor is often a really effective tool for getting into subject matter. I think it's really important with kids. But the last album I I wrote, which is called Be a Pain, you know, it's a politically oriented uh, album for kids. And I thought for a long, long time about how to get into that material. And I struggled with the entry point. I knew I wanted to make an album that dealt with specific political material for kids during this era of, you know, it was written during the Trump presidency. I knew I didn't want it to be about him. And I knew that as an album that involves kids, like there needs to be hope involved. But I actually think that that's a really great boundary to put on yourself as a political songwriter, because it's so easy to kind of fall into despair. If part of the assignment is you have to write material that has some way forward, it challenges you to write and approach material in a different way. And so I ended up writing a lot about leadership and history and the ways that leaders have brought our country through hard times in the past. And we can play one of those songs. I I didn't choose the title song, be a pain since you had played
0: it on this show before, Yeah. And we do have to make sure that the Norton Spirit Radio Song and Soul listeners know that you are the champion and you won the Songs for Social Change competition last year. You got the number one billing, which I find you to be a compassionately humble person. I don't think you're about strutting your stuff. And that makes it hard to be a performer where you've got to get yourself on the billing, right? Do you find yourself underselling yourself?
1: I think it's a hard thing for all performers. And I have really become much more engaged in the idea of bias in the last couple of years. I've learned a lot about my own blind sides. And I feel a need to make sure that as I walk through doors, that those doors are open for everybody. And it's really hard. The hard part is not sort of fighting against people standing at the door saying, we don't want that kind in. The hard part is learning yourself and helping other people see the ways even good-hearted people have biases and can miss things. And I had a, a dramatic event this past year. After George Floyd's death, I helped found a group in the family music world called Family Music Forward, which is a racial justice collective. It's predominantly black and brown led. As a group, we were trying to challenge some of the systems that were in place. I learned a lot from my black and brown peers about things that I hadn't seen before. Obstacles in the way to their own progress as musicians that I hadn't seen before. I saw things on an individual level. I hadn't seen some of the systemic stuff. And this is in a field where almost everybody involved is progressive, Children's music is a very progressive field. And yet, what was happening over and over again is that people who look like me, white dudes with guitars, were getting top billing, were getting the gigs, were getting the awards in, an, in proportionate numbers. I saw that happening. I learned more and more about the ways in which it was happening. And then I got nominated for a Grammy Award for The A Pain. And it was my second nomination. The Singing Our Way Through album had gotten one too. When Singing Our Way Through was nominated, I was one of five white nominees that year. Never crossed my mind to think about those patterns or how regular they were. This year, after learning a lot more, I was nominated again with a group of five white nominees, four of whom were men. And you know, I realized this has been a pattern in the family music field, as it has been in many genres that the awards tend to go to people who look like me and that we weren't looking closely enough at who was making those decisions. You know, good-hearted people can still make decisions that reflect their own tastes and values because we all do. Like if you grow up on folky kind of music and music with guitars, that's the music you're going to gravitate to. And maybe a really well-produced hip-hop album or reggae album won't speak to you in the same way or may not feel like, hmm, is that kids' music? I don't know. Anyway, I was presented with an opportunity, and three of the five of us decided to decline our Grammy nominations, and it became a big national story, and we got a huge amount of hate mail, <laughs> certainly from the far right, but complicated feelings within the genre too. There was nothing easy or clean about it. The whole thing was messy, but it felt like the only way forward at that point, and together with this group, Family Music Forward, it has affected change within the industry. The Grammys, you know, we ended up meeting as a collective with the president of the Recording Academy and the entire diversity team and other top executives there. And they've made several changes in the intervening months that our tiny genre had something to do with, where there were a lot of other folks involved too. And I think the Grammys were already leaning towards trying to institute some of these systemic changes. But The fact that they were willing to engage with us was a credit to them. And they did listen and they've changed several rules. And, you know, a lot of that is kind of inside baseball and it's hard to articulate to others, but they have made changes that will hopefully lead to some different results. And I think even more importantly, the conversation is happening in our genre. So going back to your question, I think, yeah, it's gotten more complicated. When I win a nice award, I struggle with it a little bit more. than I have before. I think I'm going to be a lot less sort of award seeking in my career. And more importantly, I, I want to help other people find that same kind of success. And that's just become a bigger part of what I'm doing. So trying to put more attention into collaborating and more attention to
0: lending a hand where I can and being helpful. Well, you know what? I have a feeling, Alistair, you and I could talk for a long, long time. You've got really profound and insightful things to say, a lot of life experience you bring forward. Let's bring forward some more of your music, too, for our Song of the Soul listeners.
1: Good idea. But let's do a song that's oriented towards families. Here's a song from Be a Pain. This one is called Everybody Was a Kid.
0: It seems to be pretty true. I don't know. Have you got any pushback about that? Yeah. <laughs> No, this kid never was a kid. (laughs) Nobody has disputed that yet. (laughs) When when my son was maybe eight years old or something like that, he he was always more responsible than most kids. And at one point, uh, his bedtime was... 830. And I said, okay, well, we had something going on. You can stay up a little later. He says, no, dad, you have to make me go to bed. I said, no, you can stay up. It's just a little bit longer. We're doing this. He says, no, dad, you have to make me go to bed because otherwise I'll be tired tomorrow and I'll be crabby and it will not be a good day. You have to make me go to bed. Mm. This is so some, some kids were less kids <laughs> than other kids. Uh, my son's a, a really great one, but Yeah. <laughs> So what led you to create this song? where did it come from?
1: Well, this was part of figuring out how you write a a political album for kids and finding that inroad that I was talking about. As I was thinking about leadership, I was thinking about the ways that we put our heroes on pedestals and how out of reach they can become. You know, it's so easy to believe that people like Dr. King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks and, you know, Harvey Milk were kind of created out of clay and they were mythically put down on earth to solve problems and they weren't. They were humans who had to figure out one step at a time and their lives were messy and difficult. And you know, one thing that they all had in common was that they were kids. And I I thought there's an inroad. Let's talk about the fact that heroes were all kids who made choices along the way
0: and you can too. Everybody was a kid, Alistair Mook.
1: Two
2: little eyes. Staring from a
3: crib
2: A tiny little mouth Drooling on a bib A tiny little fist With a tiny little grip Before they grew up Everybody was a kid Malcolm X was a kid Dr. King was a kid Mahatma Gandhi was a kid The Dalai Lama was a kid Before they got tall Before they grew big They used to be small Everybody was a kid You are a kid got dirt on your hands You wipe them on your shirt Yeah, you wipe them on your pants But one of these days You're gonna get real big How do I know? Cause everybody was a kid uh-uh. So where you gonna go? What you gonna do Who you gonna be We're waiting on you We're holding our breath And our lips are all big Because we all know Everybody was a kid Oprah Winfrey was a kid and Angelina Jolie, even Bill Gay, they and Mama Dolly, before they got known, before we knew what they did, before they got grown, everybody was a kid. a crib A tiny little mouth drooling on a bed A tiny little fist With a tiny little grip Before they grew up Everybody was a kid oh, So where you gonna go What you gonna do, who you gonna be, we're waiting on you, we're biting our nails, though we keep it well hid, because we all know everybody was a kid.
0: Finally, we have a song that's not controversial from Alistair Mook. Everybody (laughs) was a kid. And that's from his most recent album, 2020. He released Be a Pain. We shared his song Be a Pain as part of a look at a number of the top finalists there for the Songs for Social Change Contest, which he was part of last year. Everybody was a kid, though, was not one of that. And You did this, what's Mark's last name? Mark Arelli. Mark Arelli. Who's Mark? Mark's a very
1: talented songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who lives down the street from me, among other things. But Mark's well-known in his own right as a singer-songwriter in the folk singer-songwriter kind of circles. But he's also a lead guitarist for Laurie McKenna, plays with Josh Ritter. There's lots of tools in the toolkit. And Mark and I have collaborated a lot over the years. He actually produced my last adult album, the self-titled album. And collaboration is a big part of what I do. I, I love singing with other people. I like writing when I can with other folks. The Be a Pain album was very much a collaborative album. We'll play a couple more, I think, if we have time. And, and those songs are also collaborations.
0: Well, we will have time, but first I want to remind folks, this is Song of the Soul, website, northernspiritradio.org. We're carried on a number of stations across the country, community radio stations. So I want to encourage you to support your local community radio stations. They make such a difference providing a slice of music. So people like Alistair Mook, you know, it's getting into the national chain, the iHeart network is not an easy thing to do but there's probably a local radio station very near you, Alistair, who will play your music, will have you on. And so please, folks, support those local community radio stations. It provides such a strong antidote to the corporate uniform message that goes across the country. Get the news out locally, get the community working together, and lift up voices from the community, which Alistair's really into. So Nordenspiritradio.org, you'll find a link to moocmusic.com, you'll find find it to Anita Isola and all the other people I've interviewed in the last 16 years, a rich diversity. You'll find my interviews that I've done, a couple of them with people like Reggie Harris and uh, his ex-wife, Kim Harris, too, and other great folks that you just won't find elsewhere. So nordenspiritradio.org, come post comments, donate to support us if you can. That's how we make our living. And uh, let's go on to some more music from Alistair. Mook. MOOC.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cheers to all of that. We need local radio. Thanks for doing what you do. This is a song written by Melanie Damore, who's based in Oakland. Melanie describes herself as a vocal activist, and she's a fantastic songwriter. And she had written a song right after the 2016 election. In fact, I think the morning after the election, which was called One Foot Slash Lead With Love. And I saw the song posted many times in my feed and saw her performance of it, which she did a cappella. It's a very powerful song. And when we were putting the album together, I reached out to Melanie and asked if we could cover it, which we ended up doing with my friend Chris Matthews singing harmonies with me. But I asked Melanie, since it didn't work out for her to be on the album herself as a singer, if she would give an introduction on the album to why she wrote it. And she'll do it much better justice than I did.
0: We'll go right into that. We've got the intro to One Foot Lead with Love by Melanie Moore, and then we'll go right into Chris Matthews performing along with Alistair Mook, that song. Here it is, One Foot Lead with Love.
3: I wrote One Foot Lead with Love in response to the fear that I noticed while working with kids after the election, and I wanted them to know that there were so many other ways to be in the world that you could either live in a world of fear or uncertainty or you could lead with love. And I talked to them about the fact that people like Gandhi and Mother Teresa and Dolores Huerta and Mandela and Martin Luther King and Cesar Chavez and Malcolm X, they all started their movements out of the love of their people and not out of the hatred of someone else. And so you gotta lead with love, keep your heart open, and keep your eyes on the prize.
2: You got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead. Love, you got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Don't give up hope, oh. don't give up hope. Oh. You're not alone, you're not alone. Don't you give up, don't you give up? Keep moving on. Oh, you, you got, got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with. One foot in front of the other and lead with love. You got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. One foot in front of the other and lead with love. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. And lead with love. Point one foot in front of the other. And lead with love. You got to put one foot in front of the other. And lead with love. Point one foot in front of the other. And lead Got to put one foot in front of the other, and lead with love, point one foot in front of the other, and lead with love. You got to put one foot in front of the other, and lead with love, point, one foot in front of the other.
0: I think I had just one time before encountered this song. I must have heard it in passing, saw a video on Facebook. I don't know, run into this. I'm so glad that you called it to my special attention, Alistair Mook. Uh, Again, Alistair Mook's here today for Song of the Soul and One Foot Lead with Love by Melanie to more deserves more attention, more play. I'm glad you promoted that again. I see you modeling a way of being in music that I really respect and more people did it. I just think this world be better. And for Norton spirit radio, we're all about world healing and there's better ways of getting there than others. And I don't claim to have all the wisdom, but it really helps to have people stepping forward and showing us how to do it.
1: The wisdom either. I'm learning every day like we all are, Mark. But I'll point just before we move on, both of those women, Melanie Damore and Chris Matthews, who sang with me, are fantastic songwriters whose music is really light in the world. It's worth checking out some of Chris's songs too. She's a very political activist songwriter. She's on the East Coast based in DC. Yeah, I feel very lucky that both of them were willing to be part of the album and shine a little light on my music.
0: Let's scoot along to some more music. I want to get a bit in here before we have to hang up for Song of the Soul. We only get 55 minutes online. There will be a longer version with parts not cut on Nordenspiritradio.org. But on the air, people are going to hear 55 minutes. What will we share next?
1: I sent you a song called I Am Malala, which is a song I wrote with a woman named Debbie Lan, L-A-N, from South Africa. I actually included this on my previous family album about six years ago, but the material fit what we were doing on this album so well. You know, a lot of what I was writing about was leaders, but also young leaders. I think it's so important for young people to see young people leading. And we have so many examples of it these days in our world in Greta Thunberg and Malala Yousafzai and the kids from Parkland. So I wanted to do this song again, but we wanted to do it in a different way. So this was a very stripped down version of this song. And I was joined by Reggie Harris on this
0: so a couple great gems of music or a third i uh, debbie lon i'll have to get connected up with her as well and we'll talk about that after we get we get off here so here is i am malala co-written by alistair mook and debbie lon and with the help musically of reggie harris
2: every child can go to school. I am Malala, you are Malala too, till freedom, peace, and justice rule. I am Malala, you are Malala too. I am Malala, till the sun has shone, till dignity and truth are known. I am Malala, till the day is I am Malala, you are Malala too One among many, raising up my voice I am Malala, you are Malala too Speaking for all the girls and boys I am Malala, you are Malala too I am Malala, till the sun has shone Till dignity truth are unknown I am Malala till the day is new I am Malala you are Malala to to know
1: I should add that also on that song featured was the Boston City Singers, which my daughter is a part of. It's a really wonderful, diverse group of singers from Boston and Cambridge.
0: And again, the song was I Am Malala, and it's from Alistair Mook's recording, Be a Pain, released in 2020. By the way, did you ever get any pushback from parents? Do you really want to encourage our kids to be a pain? (laughs) We have enough of that. You know, the album... That song and the album, the title was
1: inspired by John Lewis's motto to cause good trouble. I wanted to honor that and kind of translate it for kids in a different way or put a different spin on it. And you know, that's one of those inroads, I think, for writing for kids is appealing to their mischiefness, right? Be a pain is something that kids don't hear a lot, and it grabs their attention. We're always telling them not to be pains. And it's important to follow up (laughs) be a pain with some more information, but that's what the song is for is now. Let me tell you what kind of pain I'm talking about. What kind of pain John Lewis was talking about a good pain. And, you know, that song specifically Mark was a song that I wrote in those assemblies that I mentioned that I do for kids about social justice history, my own musical kind of journey Started anachronistically with this love of Woody Guthrie and that era of music. And so I, you know, very early on, I really learned to play guitar by learning Woody Guthrie songs. It's sort of natural to my repertoire. I learned a way to talk about and sing civil rights songs in a way that acknowledges my whiteness. That's a part of social justice history that has a soundtrack. But one of my kids is LGBTQ and I wanted to talk more in my social justice programs about women's movement and LGBTQ movements and found that I didn't have kind of musical material for that, that I could easily tap into. There is music that goes along with different eras of LGBTQ activism, but you know, disco, for example, is not something I can pull off. So the way forward was to write my own material that connected people like Harvey Milk, Billie Jean King, two other activists in American history, and talked about why what they're doing is similar as along a, a theme, right? That was the impetus to write some of that material was just so that it gave me musical material that allowed me to talk about those histories.
0: Well, clock ticking down. Let's get in one more song from Alistair Mook. And by the way, can I ask you, Mook? What nationality is it? Is it Scottish?
1: No, it's kind of Dutch-German. It's There's a town of M-O-O-K right on the German-Dutch border. Oh, okay. I visited once on tour, and it's a, there's very little in that town. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And you have toured a fair amount over in, towards Europe, right?
1: Yeah, it's been a number of years when I was more focused on my adult stuff. Back in the 90s and earlier 2000s, I did a lot of touring in, in Europe, which was very fun. It's harder to bring family music overseas. I think language barriers make it a little more difficult. And there aren't a lot of kind of international festivals. I hope that'll change because it would be great to have more opportunities to travel again. But yeah, let's end with the song Dream. This is back to that adult album that we've played some songs for.
0: Your self-titled 2017.
1: Yeah. You had asked about kind of religion or spiritualism. And I guess this to me... This is a song that kind of boils down my feelings and thoughts on, you know, being a spiritual person in the world.
0: But I have a very different reaction to this because even though I totally get your point of what you're talking about in Dream, it seems to me that your main advocacy is here is kick back. You don't have to worry about things. Don't get all broiled up in the issues, which I don't know if that's fair characterization from your point of view, but it seems so much of your life is exactly about engaging issues. Are you telling yourself to ratchet it back, man? Don't be so intense.
1: No, you know, at least for me, this is about not getting caught up on the stuff that's not worth putting our energy into. But before we started, you asked about Zen and this is never something that I've studied, but I've written a lot of songs to myself to remind myself that we need to live in the moment. But no, I don't, I don't see that at odds with advocacy. That to me is the important stuff. What's the point of being in the moment if we can't share it fairly with other people? On the other hand, my worrying that the dishes haven't been done is not a good use of my time or yours. So I need to remind myself.
0: My wife would disagree, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, mine would too. So maybe it's a reminder to her also. <laughs>
0: well, we're going out for Song of the Soul with one last song from Alistair Mook. Again, Alistair, I love the depth and peace and passion. It sits well on your body and your soul to do that. I'm just grateful for your music, you know, be a pain and be a loving pain. And (laughs) I I think that kids, families, grownups are are all going to benefit from getting in touch with any of your 11 albums that you've put out so far. I look forward to more and I look forward to the day when you can travel all around and plant these seeds really widely. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Again, last song here from Alistair Mook, website, mookmusic.com, M-O-O-C-K, mookmusic.com. Here is Dream by Alistair Mook, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Remember to dream.
2: Here we go. Walk on down the street Follow your own feet Listen to your heartbeat And forget the things you know Breathe on in the air The evening is your prayer Just let yourself be there Walking down the road This world is just a dream Floating down the street Moment is the only thing you need Stop fighting against the current The things that you've determined They aren't, and they weren't, and they're never gonna be Think about the fact that you're just a little speck A fleck upon an acorn in an ocean's raging storm in the scheme of time and space, you leave no lasting trace. The troubles that you face have no gravity or form. This world is just a dream floating down the street. The moment is the only thing you need. Stop fighting against the current, the things that you determine. They are in and they weren't and they're never gonna be. The simplicity of Darwin The flowers in the garden The molecules of carbon And the things you never see Are just below the surface Of this agitated circus Stop searching for a purpose When the point is just to be This world is just a dream Floating down the street Moment is the only thing you need. Stop fighting against the current. The things that you determine, they aren't and they weren't, and they're never gonna be. They aren't and they weren't, and they're never gonna be.